Hi folks, you're listening to a wee bit more of Keeping Edinburgh. So after each of the Keeping Edinburgh episodes, we're going to have a catch up with Dr Linda Irvin Fitzpatrick from Edinburgh's Health and Social Care Partnership. Hey Linda. Hi, hi Gus, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for stopping in for a wee chat. And just to explain to the listeners, this is like the the DVD extras section for the people who want every drop that they can squeeze out of Keeping (laughs) Edinburgh. So the point here is to add a wee bit of context about the series and maybe a bit more about why the Health and Social Care Partnership is keen to share these stories. Can we start there? You know, why do we have Keeping Edinburgh at all? Where did it all begin? Where did it all begin? I hate to cast our minds back to these days of COVID, but a lot of this was actually inspired by COVID and what actually communities did during that these dark days and dark times when people actually got together, helped one another. We got to know our neighbours, we got to know people we maybe hadn't spoken to before and we all helped each other out in times when we didn't know what was going to happen literally from hour to hour sometimes. That's kind of what inspired this and inspired a whole lot of other work that we've been busy doing over the last couple of years in Edinburgh. Why has Edinburgh Health and Social Care Partnership chosen a podcast to get this message out and to get all the ideas put across in the episodes out? Why a podcast? Why am I presenting this? (sighs) Good question. If I had 10 pence for every time someone tells me they don't know how to find things out, about what's happening in Edinburgh and I say oh but you can go online or there's this directory or there's this leaflet and people still will still say they don't know so we thought let's find another way of getting our messages out there so actually just having another way that people can hear and get a sense of sometimes it can be quite scary going to a place that you don't know about so being able to listen on a podcast and get a feeling of oh that's what it's like that's what's happening behind that room that's what's happening there people might feel more comfortable about going and it's quite a nice way and if you get bored with it you can switch it off or if you really like it you can play it again and again and of course listen to the extra parts. And this first episode is all about connection. We decided to take the idea of keeping Edinburgh connected. Why did you lead with connection? I think you explained a bit about it there during Covid but Personally, yourself, what made you want to explore the idea of connection? We've spoken to a lot of people and it's part of my day job to speak and listen to people. And what people continuously say to us is the importance of being connected, connected with their friends, with their families, with their communities. So we thought that was a really good place to start with this series about how do people keep connected across the city? How do people maintain their relationships? Because I think you probably go home to your friends and family, Gus. I certainly go home to mine. We know how important that is in our own lives. And it's what all of us need, really, that sense of being connected to communities. Absolutely. We've definitely found that so important when we've been recording these episodes. And the three organisations that we've chosen to focus on in episode one, Volunteer Edinburgh, the Eric Little Community and Capital Theatres. First of all, let's start with Volunteer Edinburgh. Talk about a silver lining. That is something that's so amazing for Edinburgh that emerged again out of all the awfulness of the COVID-19 pandemic. Absolutely. I mean, colleagues like Heather and Paul were just overwhelmed by people contacting them in the early days of COVID. And out of that grew this amazing uh, community task force that I'm really delighted that we've been able to keep going. And they are there to support people across the city and as we heard in in the wonderful um, story that was on the podcast, walking dogs, spending time with people is so, so important. From what we heard and what I gathered from it, uh, there didn't seem to be any boundaries in the work that they do. Shopping to dog walking, it, it's amazing and yet so simple, yet so effective. Am I right? 
Absolutely. And I think that's why the partnership were really keen to continue with it because it was simple. It was, what's your need and how can we meet that need? And sometimes I think we make things too complicated. So for me, um, Volunteer Edinburgh was just a, a really clever idea made simple. It seems like they're doing stuff a wee bit differently. Is that right to say? Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's just that that whole thing about how volunteering can keep you connected to yourself, your own aspirations that you have around how you can help people. But equally, it can help to make these wider ripples across the communities in which we're living in. It was amazing. We had such a fun day out dog walking and getting uh, our, our boots muddy. <laughs> now, their little community, that's a real institution here in the south of Edinburgh, based right in the heart of Morningside in Brunsfield. Why did we pick Eric Little Community? What was so important about that place? I remember going there maybe about 15 years or something, 15 years ago, and just I remember coming into the building and just feeling that huge warmness that kind of emanated from the building and all the activity and stuff that was happening and I was just really keen that we captured that and particularly with some of the newer work they've been doing around the living room and just that whole place that they are like this little beacon of light in Morningside for so many people but not just people in Morningside because people travel to come there because it is such an asset for people with dementia and also their families and their carers and their loved ones. A lot of people in the Eric Little community were getting help to tackle loneliness, especially during the pandemic, and still continue to do so because it still affects many people. It's got such a huge impact on health, hasn't it? Massive impact. I mean, loneliness and isolation, we talk a lot about smoking being a major public health concern. Loneliness and isolation are major public health concerns. Think about it. Think how lonely and isolated we all felt during COVID when you couldn't do the things that helped you stay connected. Luckily, we were able to go online. For a lot of people, that wasn't an option. So again, I think just the fact that we're able to have people back in buildings, we're able to have people connecting together, spending time together is such a positive impact on people's health. And that is from every sector of Edinburgh, you know, regardless of where you live, that sense of community is so, so important. I can attest to that. It's funny, as soon as we started recording this series, I actually got a part-time job there. And I've really? I've been the community musician in the, yeah, in the little community. So as soon, I think my first week, I, the, the team were talking about a podcast coming in and recording. And of course, it was it was Dave Howard and Bespoken Media coming in to record in the Eric Little. So it's amazing. I can attest to the fact it is a fantastic place and the people there do a really amazing work. It's so cool. To see That's it. incredible. Uh, it's great. And finally, of course, Capital Theatres. I'm buzzing that we focused on the Tea and Jam because I'm heavily involved in the project, a bit selfishly. But apart from that, what was different about Capital Theatres and why did you feel it needed to be you know it comes from again I I live in Edinburgh and I remember going to Capital Theatre and just using the bathroom and just being so impressed that all the bathrooms are equipped for people with dementia how amazing is is that that's just like such a an effort to open up the city for people to make sure that because you have an illness or a disability you're not you're not discriminated against from coming into these amazing public spaces that we have for people so it, that it's always kept and stayed in my head I guess and then hearing about the amazing tea and jam sessions just thought how how incredible is that coming together having something to eat and singing what 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 would be bad about that there's nothing not to like is there 
it's great fun. The session there is amazing and it's such a good start to the, the month actually because we do it on the last Monday of every month at Capital Theatres. Dr Linda Irvin Fitzpatrick, thank you so much for joining me. But before you go, I've got one last question and it's what do you hope people take away from this series? But in particular, why should Edinburgh keep connected? I hope people feel inspired to help and support other people. I hope people will go if they need help and they need support, that they feel they can go and get that help and support because there is so much out there. And part of what we're doing through the podcast series is making sure more people can find out everything that's available to help people have more good days in Edinburgh. Thanks for sticking with us for a wee bit more of Keeping Edinburgh and we'll see you for episode two where we are keeping Edinburgh active.